Welcome to Social Worker Wine Time. You bring the cheese. We have the wine. We're here to share with you shit they don't tell you in social work school, stories about being helpers. When it comes to medical social work, we have seen and heard it all. During our episodes, we want to share some stories, laugh about them, talk to other helping professionals about their stories, and then laugh about those too. We're going to make light of all the humorous happenings and bizarre encounters in our day-to-day life. We are also working moms and wives, and we'll probably share some of our funny parenting and marriage stories that occur in our lives as well. Our purpose is to use humor to encourage those in the helping professions and working moms and wives. Welcome back to Social Worker Wine Time. I'm Meredith. And I'm Christina. Tom joining us today or did he retire? Yeah, Tom is here. He has not retired. Well, I guess he technically has kind of retired because he's very sick. So we do have a new goat in town. We're going to have to uh, name him. Tom 2.0 just doesn't work. No, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to take uh, votes on our page as to what the new goat should be named. But we do have a new goat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to yes. Let's hey, we should poll our uh, our followers and see um, what we should name our our new our newfound glory goat here. Yes, you'll have to you'll have to take a picture of the new goat, the replacement, and we'll have to yep. take. Uh, yeah suggestions on the new name for our goat maybe it should be a female goat this time oh maybe we should mm. i mean for highlighting the females in the social work field here yeah we could give her a spicy name mm-hmm. yeah all right so how has your week been christina so my week has been very entertaining so Uh-oh. remember how, yeah, yeah. So remember me telling you about the whole jacket saga that we have going on? Oh, yes. And how we had a jacket at the beginning of school year that we lost it. And then we had replacements, one with we had somebody else's. We, yeah. And then we vandalized it and put our name on it, come to find out it wasn't ours. So, and then we lost our jacket again. So finally, my parents were like, we're breaking down and buying a new jacket and I'm like I'm not buying a jacket because I'm stubborn they're expensive I'm like I'm not buying a jacket and they're like it's gonna be cold we want we don't want him to get in trouble at school I'm like whatever you're allowed to wear a regular jacket in the playground like my you know they can wear their winter coat in the playground oh yours are not that's right no so ours are fleece and if they're on um the playground if it's the fleece day they wear their fleece if it's the PE day they wear this sweatshirt so um yeah so he had been going to school with his marble jacket because you know hey right. <laughs> it's cold and we gotta we gotta it's get cold, this shit figured and, out and then I and then I said you know what I'm gonna send you to school with your sweatshirt because at least it looks nice on church days right better so anyhow, than exactly better than having superheroes and masks but who cares? I mean, he would have done it with me anyway. But 
long story short, his teacher was on vacation or not vacation, but she was out for a couple of days. And um, his substitute teacher comes into the classroom and hands him a jacket and says, Rex, we found your jacket. So now we have the original jacket. The original, the original, not the one the that was confiscated jacket, and one, renamed. Right. The one that we bought when we dropped and sold our kidneys on the black market to buy the school uniform. Yes, when we saw you, there. yes. Right, right. When we ran into each other, right. So that jacket is back in our possession. Wow. Along with two other jackets that my parents bought in the event that we have to go through this again. But Tell me they at least bought the next size up. They did. They bought the next size up and it's big on him. So I won't have, unless they decide to pull a fast one and say, we're going to be buying or rebranding again. I have jackets up until maybe fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, mean, gonna... I might be pushing my luck with fourth grade. I was going to say, say they're going to lose them way before then. <laughs> yeah. I might be pushing my luck. Let's, I'm going to go with second grade. Right. If we you can, can make it to second grade. Right. We can at least get to second grade with this jacket. So yeah, that's exciting. So it is a successful. And that's really like a miracle. I mean, there must, did they have him like pray to St. Anthony or the person of lost shit? <laughs> but we had an event at school and one of his friends, the room mom comes up to me and was like, did Rex find his jacket? And I'm like, yeah, he found his jacket. I was like, ironically, it came home when they had the substitute. And she goes, well, I'm going to be sending out an email with updates. Um, of what's going on for the next couple of weeks you know valentine's day is coming up and all the holiday whatever the hustle for that and um she's like because my daughter is now missing her jacket <laughs> Whoopsie. Like, yeah i'm like i don't i i said well this is what we did when we finally got the og jacket back his name <laughs> was already on his tag we took permanent marker and wrote our name on the embroidery inside and then those little luggage tags, they're not like the big square ones. I don't want to call it a luggage tag, but some people put it on keys, like if it's a spare key or something. Yeah. They're small and they're colored. So we have one of those on each one of these jackets with our name. So it's on his zipper. So there is no way somebody can grab this jacket and not know who it belongs. <laughs> well, I mean, they'll know and they'll grab it anyway, but at least if it makes it home to their parents, their parents might go, oh, hey, maybe we should send this shit back. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I have contemplated buying those tiles, you know, and stick it like sewing it into the pocket. Yes. A hundred percent. Attach it to the zipper somehow with like gorilla glue. I don't know. Yeah. And then you could track, you could GPS and be like, hey, it's at Johnny's house again. Go get that shit jacket. Go knocking on Johnny's oh, door. Right? Like, Give me the fucking jacket. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I've seen how the classroom is like, you know, their cubby wall and everything is set up so I can see how it could easily happen. Um, but at the same time, you're relying on five, six year olds to grab the correct jacket when they're hanging on hooks next to their backpacks. You know, it's like. Now, I mean, do they have full-time of... aides in there? So they have. So I just found this out um, because um, Rex was telling me that his chore this week is he's the messenger, um, which means him and another kid send messages to the office. So they roam the halls, uh -huh. which by the way, this said child 
is on the spectrum. <laughs> oh, that'll be a fun. Um... And Rex is the kid that sees a squirrel and suddenly he's chasing after it. Right. So I don't think they're going to be making mes- much messages, sending much, me- much messaging, but um, they'll be roaming. They have, right. There are um, a couple of other kids. I think there's two other kids that are in the same boat and they have a special aid for them. And then there is an aid for the rest of the class. So oh, okay. in a sense, there are two aids. But from what I gather, the kids that need that special extra attention, they leave the classroom for a little bit of time. Oh, okay. Okay, makes sense. So there are three adults at some point in time in that classroom. Right, right. Okay. Um, now, I know well, that's of good. adults, but this third one is, you know, I'm basing it off of what my five-year-old tells me. Right. I'm just wondering, you know, like maybe that like someone like an adult could be the jacket person, you know, and hand it to them as they, you know, here you go. Here's one, here's two, here's three, you know, and just kind of like, like assembly line them, you know, as they get ready. Right. I don't know. I mean, you would think that, but you know, that's the downside to uniforms. The upside is that you don't have to worry about what they're wearing and you know, they all look the same and it's easy to get dressed in the morning and no one's arguing about what shirt they, you know, you didn't wash that day, but. Yeah. Well, this week we're off the hook because it's Catholic school week and we don't have to wear the um, full uniform all week. The only day they had to wear full uniform was the day we went to mass. So today, so Monday, if they went to mass on Saturday or Sunday. And yes, you're supposed to wear your uniform. Mm-hmm. Uniform. You could see now Milton told me that I was crazy and I said, no, I'm telling you, it's all of the schools. I know yeah, other people too. at other schools that had to go through this. Mm-hmm. And so we went to mass with our uniform on and he's like, there's nobody in here with their uniform on. And then sure enough, like there are kids in there with their uniform. I was going to say at our church, the priest like mentioned it and like made them stand up and cheered for them. And yeah. Yeah because this is the week that they're supposed to donate to all these hopeless souls in school. (laughs) Apparently I didn't read the full thing. I was so worried about dressing my children in the right freaking outfit. Let me tell you, I hate spirit week. I hate it. I hate it with all my passion. I think it's the dumbest thing ever. I sent you to this school so that I wouldn't have to worry about what the hell you were wearing and you could just wear your uniform and be done with it. But it's not like that this week. No. And so I'm, I'm like flying by seeing my pants. Today was red, white, and blue day for like America we were supposed to pray for America and whatever and so my kid walks out of the house with a gray shirt with a flag on it I'm like it's red white and blue are you colorblind they argue with me and I'm like if the school calls me and tells me that you're out of uniform and asks me to come down and bring you a uniform I said you're gonna be wearing a shirt donated to the homeless pantry okay because I am not coming down there like I'm not coming down there. You have an opportunity right now. No, didn't change. Did you get a call? No, didn't get a call, which is great. But then he won and I kind of was pissed. I wanted him to wear the homeless shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wanted to be right because I said freaking change the damn shirt. You're colorblind. Well, we have to wear, uh, so Monday was dress down day. We and then that shit. we don't do that shit. Yesterday and tomorrow, they were able to wear their PE uniform. 
today they had to wear their school the um dress uniform and then friday is spirit day and they're allowed to wear funky socks of course we don't have any (laughs) so guess what i'm doing tomorrow buying socks yeah well and that's the other thing so anyway i was so worried about um having the uh correct clothes on that i forgot to read column number three which was the activity for the day and apparently tomorrow is the day that we um, make baskets for our priests. And we're supposed to bring in snacks or gift cards. So guess who will be at the Dunkin' Donuts drive through tomorrow morning at 7 a.m.? Guess who won't be? <laughs> so you don't have to give gifts to your priests. No, but I need, let's see five more hours, six more hours, six more hours of volunteer. So my family will be donating a meal to the priest for four service hours. <laughs> See, we're not just social workers. We are kind and loving human beings. Public servants. We are servants. We are servants to our children. <laughs> And their damn school and their school and to our crazy families and and when i say crazy families i mean our own personal families but then we have the crazy families we deal with on a regular basis right mm-hmm. exactly oh speaking of crazy families <laughs> man oh man i have got i have got a few this week i mean i can just, only imagine oh it's just been, it's literally like the seasoned social workers have been calling this a three ring circus okay like and so you know when somebody's been doing this like 20 years is like i don't even understand what's going on right now you know it's bad yeah so so let's let's rewind a little bit so i get a consult on a lady who's been who was at another hospital okay um, 45 minutes from here. Okay. Was sent to a rehab 45 minutes from here. Okay. And the rehab was in um, um, on a, in an area that I would know that it was probably not a place that you want to send your mom to rehab. If you get my... Okay. I sent you where, by the way, uh, Christine. I saw. Yes. Okay. So she gets. I don't want to send anybody there. Right, right. Like, I don't even know what the name of the rehab was, but by the location, you don't want to go there. Like, I've driven by it a million times. You don't want to go there. So her son goes to visit her there and signs her out AMA because it's such a hole. And I don't like, you know, I mean, most of the nursing homes around here are trying their best and some of them have challenging patients and, but that area, that place, it's just not safe. It's not even safe, let alone how you're going to have help that's quality. So he signs her out AMA. Everyone's freaking out. I'm kind of like, I'm not really judging because have you seen where this place is? Like, are you just going on the fact that he signed her out AMA or are you actually going on the fact that this place was in a horrible area and I cannot imagine the kind of facilities there were the care might have been okay right because you can have right amazing caregivers 
in a horrible area but even like for him to go there I would be very nervous to drive there and go there right right and I'm assuming that this was like why she was placed there was because of location or or need of bed like where she, whatever hospital she was at when she was placed there meaning location so like it wasn't super close but it was in the same like okay. county ish right you know like it was headed down that way i think it Got was it. insurance okay. though okay i think she That's had like say. She had a really weird HMO that I had never heard of before and it was Medicare. It wasn't Medicaid. So I thought, well, this shouldn't be so hard to place, but I think maybe just because it was so rare that like no one took it. I don't, I, I don't know. I still don't know to this day. Um, and I've noticed that I've seen a lot of people that have funky insurances and they end up in like, yeah. Holes. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so everyone's immediately like, Oh, how dare he take her out? but he's been taking care of her at home for years up until this point. So like, I kind of was not, I'm not quick to judge until I hear the other side of the story, especially in that kind of circumstance, because he doesn't work. So he's home 24 seven. If he, she needs him to be, which she does. And I mean, she's was functional enough to like get from the bed to the chair and and to the commode and, you know, so he could leave for a couple of hours and she'd be fine. And um, so when he got home, I guess he called hospice and she's got you know in stage copd she's young though i mean young like barely old enough to get medicare but old enough and uh and he says that i guess hospice came out to admit her and they sent her straight to the hospital but now she's at the hospital that i work at which is really how she got to the first hospital to begin with she apparently lives near this hospital the second hospital but I don't understand like the whole thing was very confusing right so I'm like this is odd so then when we go and talk to the nurse they said apparently when the hospice nurse got out to the house they were both like appeared to be under the influence of substances And I was like, all right, well, this is making a little bit more sense as to why he might have erratic behavior and just pull her out and not, you know, try to transfer her, you know, like why he might not have the best judgment and might be just rushing decisions, blah, blah, blah. But turns out she had like, she has um, a bone infection in her spine and she had spinal surgery that had failed, hence this bone infection. And she's been narcotic dependent for over five years. So I'm like, okay, well, she's going to be a little altered. I mean, if she's, you know, sick and has all this stuff, like why? And and hospice is usually pretty forgiving in the sense, like they're not forgiving, but like, okay, well, if she's comfortable, that's the focus. And so, but apparently they said he, there was issue with medications and maybe they were not, you know, they were sharing or not taking them appropriately or whatever. So they said they wouldn't admit her and they called 911 because they were, they feared for her safety or whatever, or her, his ability to care for her or something. So she comes to the hospital and now, you know, they're like, here, fix it. <laughs> I'm like, and then oh. we're going to accept her back. Right. Right. And then we'll take her back once she fix it and wave a magic wand and make him, you know, um, act normal and not be under the influence and blah, 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 blah. So I call a third party in this, in this, um, 
family triangle. And I said, hey, can you tell me what's going on? You know, I heard that you might be involved legally. Uh, you might, it, they're a relative, but there might be the POA. And I said, can you tell me what's going on? What do you understand? What do you know? And he's like, well, I was down there when she was in the first hospital before she got sent to the rehab. And he said, and you know, her, he told me the whole history of her back surgery and this and that and that and how, you know, she legitimately takes pain medication, but the hospital got the dosing wrong and they accidentally gave her three times as much as she used to take. And so therefore, yeah, she was a little bit um, high, I guess, right? I mean, you know, if she was only taking a third of it, even if she was sick and had it, you know, was infected and stuff, like it, you still don't need three times as much instantly, right? So it's going to make you altered. So she, so then he's telling us about the son. He said, I don't know what's wrong with her son. He said, but neither of them drive. Her son lost his driver's license due to some poor choices, apparently, when he was younger. Um, and she doesn't drive just because he should have gotten his license back by now. No, or it's like permanently. I don't know if he ever tried. So she can't drive. So she never renewed her driver's license because of the back surgery. You know, she just physically can't do it. And, um, so they don't have a car, they didn't have a driver's license, you know, so transportation is a a real big barrier for them. And so that's why when he went, like, apparently he took like an Uber or something to see her at that rehab. And then he just pulled her out because I mean, you're paying all that money to get there. And then you find out your mom's in horrible condition, you know, in a horrible place, like might as well just take her home with you at that point, you're already paying for the Uber. So, um, anyway, he shared, he didn't understand, but he said that the patient's son is very, um, like struggles with emotion and gets very flustered but is like really smart like he can tell you what med she's taken what time they're due he's he can tell you if she he can look at her and tell you if her blood sugar is low or high if her blood pressure is low or high and he's never been wrong like they'll check it and he's always accurate like like almost like savant like like really really smart so um so i'm like well that kind of sounds like someone that's on the spectrum mm-hmm that was my guess, not no guarantees. No, you know, I don't know if this is actually the case, but he was trying to describe to me what he witnessed, you know, in the, in this behavior. And I was like, Hmm. And he said, so apparently when hospice showed up, the son was just distraught because they had just signed out AMA from the facility. And then this relative's wife had said, Hey, you should probably just call hospice. Cause you know, they can come and care for you her in the home. Which was actually a good idea. Um, so after all that, we went to meet the lady, and she was the happiest person I have met in a long time. Every single thing that we said, she laughed. She um, could tell you the year, she could tell you the date, she knew about her back. She knew that she had been in a horrible place and her son signed her out and she knew that her son lived with her prior and she was doing okay. Uh-huh. And so we were asking questions and talking to her and, um, and set, so, and we were trying to just kind of like figure out, you know, what's the plan? Are you wanting to go home with your son? Like where, you know, did you feel safe? Blah, blah, blah. Well, but she's had a little too much of this pain medicine still, apparently, because she is just laughing like I am. And I've only had one glass of wine, but it would take me like three just to laugh the way that she laughed. 
And so I'm, I'm getting a little distracted because now she's talking about how we're in her ex-husband's dead mother's house. So suddenly we got transported from the hospital to this, her, she's like, oh, well, my ex-mother-in-law who's dead, she used to live here. So she'd be happy to know that I'm here now. And I was like, lived where? So it was just like, things started to get a little strange. And so now mind you, she's older than my coworkers, but she's got jewelry everywhere. She's got rings on earrings two necklaces um she's got a tattoo down her shin that I couldn't quite make out what it was because part of it was covered by a blanket part of it wasn't and you know when I'm not talking I'm kind of taking this all in right I'm just trying to see Mm. who she is as a person and you know I mean my tattoos tell a lot about me and so I'm trying to look at the tattoo and you know sometimes if you ask about it, it they bring up an interesting story like oh I got this for my grandson and you know whatever right I've gotten some great information out of tattoos and it brings the story to a whole new place and so I'm like trying to reorient her in a way right like asking her something that I know she's gonna know the answer to because we're not in her ex-mother-in-law's dead ex-mother-in-law's house right now so I look down at the um at the uh uh, at her jewelry and around her neck I'm like what is that it's kind of like a charm but it's kind of weird it's like it looks like circles um and so I have to step closer because you know we have to wear eye protection in COVID and it takes away any vision that I might have had prior to the eye protection so I step in a little closer and I'm like okay I think I think I know what this is but I'm not sure so then at the very end I lean in really close to hand her a business card and you know wave to her or whatever um because apparently her vision is not wonderful either and it was definitely what I thought it was. So now your job, Christina, is to guess what her necklace was around her neck. Given the, the history that I've told you. Possible. Um, the marijuana leaf? No. A puzzle piece? How big of a charm is this? I mean, it was small enough that I had to lean over and say, you know, goodbye, nice to meet you to, to really fully get the... So it wasn't a cross because no. that would be like... No, 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 easy... no, something that you wouldn't guess. You were closer with marijuana leaf, but it's not drugs. Four leaf clover? Am I, is it a plant at all? No. Can you give me like circles was my clue. I thought it was circles and I was trying to see what, was it a heart? Was it circles? It was not a heart or circles. Well, part of it was circles. Is it for a religion? That'd be a scary religion if it was. I have no clue. Circles. Handcuffs? Yeah. 
and she was not in any sort of relationship with like a law enforcement officer or like a military police um person no just just handcuffs it's plain old handcuffs what her tattoo i know well then it made me curious but i was again you know it was kind of covered i wasn't gonna just rip off her blanket and say hey show me what this is so we walked i should have so we're walking down the hallway and my coworker, who was farther away was like what was that tattoo and i was like forget the tattoo did you see the jewelry and my other coworker, who was the one that was closest to her just busted out laughing and she's like i was hoping you saw Oh my gosh. So like, you know, here I have this story from the nurses and the way the patient presents, like their story kind of lines up a little bit with the way the patient presents. Like, I mean, I don't know what kind of lifestyle that she, like, was she in prison? Was the handcuffs like from like time served? Was it something that she, uh, you know, a lifestyle that she engages in? I'm not sure because obviously I didn't ask her because I really didn't want to know. But at that point, <laughs> at this point, I really did not want to know. And, um, but then I'm like, well, you know, is that aligning with this weird story that the nurses are kind of passing on? But, you know, a lot of times it's so unreliable. So unreliable. they will come up with some crazy story that's not even an ounce close to the truth. And it's not their fault, but somebody just plays telephone and just keeps getting passed on. Right. Right. But it's like, it's funny though. Cause I mean, I know sometimes like, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm reading the chart and I make up the story in my mind. Right. Like, oh, oh, this would be great if this played out this way, right? And I think that a lot of people do that, but no offense to nurses if you're listening, <laughs> but some of you fabricate these stories. Right. And you make <laughs> up the stories in your mind too. And then you tell us them and then, right. yeah, yeah. So anyway... Um, yeah, so that was, that was just another day, another patient, like another, you know, encounter. I was like, well, that's one I haven't seen yet. And in all my years, definitely new to me. Um, so that was interesting. Um, so then just when I think the day can't get any weirder, I call my coworker about another patient and she tells me, uh, well, I guess not coworker, but colleague about a patient and she's like, oh, you don't even know. I've had the craziest day. You won't believe what happened with this patient, blah, blah, blah. And she proceeds to tell me the story about this patient. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is not the usual, like, we we see some weird stuff. Look, handcuffs were not out of the realm of things that I expected to see in my career. Like, they weren't fuzzy, but, I, you know, okay. Like, I kind of took that, right? We've, we've, we've talked about all the things we've seen on this show, the, the peanut... Uh, on this uh, podcast, the peanut jar. I told the story about the peanut jar lady, right? The, the yeah, yeah, and you know the flashlight, the PVC pipe, the the gerbils. I mean, like you know the stuff that you expect to see in your career. <laughs> Maybe you didn't, you didn't uh-huh. expect when you started. Okay, right. But as you've kind of come, the guy with the maggots and his arm. I mean, we've we've seen a lot. The guy who remember I oh I did tell the story about the guy who was his wife was the OD. And she was brain dead, but we couldn't call the dad because he had also um, had relations with the mom, right? I mean, like, so this is totally stuff that, like, okay, yeah, okay. I don't even blink at that kind of stuff anymore because I'm so used to it, right? But this one was a little weird. 
a little weird. And I was like, oh, dear God. And she's like, yeah, this is how my week has been. And I was like, oh, well, this is not my patient. Guess what? Ding, ding, ding. You get the consult today. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I get the consult today and man, oh man, I was like, you, I start reading it and I texted her and I was like, what are you doing? Why did you let us get the consult on this patient? So this week, I don't know. I mean, we're filming this, um, you know, in the beginning of the year here and I don't know, or filming, recording, whatever you call it. I don't know if everyone else has been seeing this, but we get like weeks, like we get like a theme of the week. It just seems to be that we get a theme of the week. So earlier, the very beginning of the new year, it was like alcohol and liver cirrhosis week. Um, then last week was like terminal cancer week. And those weeks are horrible. Like, mm-hmm. not that I don't feel bad. I mean, I feel, feel for every patient that's suffering and I don't ever want to see any of my patients suffer, but these terminal cancer ones were hard and horrible. They're and hard. a lot of them were very sudden. And so they were just, it was rough. It was just rough. And so this week is OD week. I don't know why. Is it a full moon? I'm not, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's not payday. Well, I guess maybe it is payday. I don't know. I'm not sure. First of the month. Right? Like, I, I don't know. So, but it's, it's OD week. And so we have two other ODs on vents with anoxic brain injuries that we're dealing with and now we get this other one and it's just the admitting diagnosis just says cardiac arrest but you know you once you figure out and you start reading like it's either one of three things their health was horrible and you know they had a respiratory arrest and then a cardiac arrest whatever or they're young right or it was an od so this lady was probably the same age as a lady with the handcuffs old enough to have medicare but not not way old And so I start reading the notes and it says that her son um, found her or I forget who found her. Maybe it was, it was the son, I guess. The son found her and um, the night before she called him and said, hey, I think that Jojo is going to kill me tonight. Yeah, Jojo. Apparently Jojo was her house guest, not a roommate, not a friend, not a fiance, just a house guest that she allowed to live in her house. And she called her son the night before and said, I think Jojo is going to kill me. And then the next day they found her without a pulse at her house. What the hell? Where's Jojo? Apparently Jojo was there, or I don't know if, he, if Jojo found her or if um, the family found her. I'm not really clear on all the minimum, the details in between, but like, how creepy is that? Like Jojo's got some explaining to do. Right. However, it was also an OD and her, you know, drug screen was positive for substances that are not prescribed. Like they're not, you know, offered in prescriptions. Right. So, so then, so then it becomes like, for me, like chicken or the egg, what came first? Did, was she high when she told her son that Jojo was going to kill her and she was just paranoid from the drugs? Right. Or did Jojo try to kill her with drugs? I mean, there's, these are very important questions. Very important questions. 
but this goes back to like some people that I've worked clients and and colleagues that I've worked with that that taught me a pretty good lesson which makes me think that she was high and just paranoid that Jojo was gonna kill her and she might have been sick because the drug that she takes definitely affects your heart she might have been sick and so could have been a hallucination maybe well right like she might have been um you know paranoid right from the side effect of the medication but she also might have been having chest pain or something that was going to allude to the fact that she was going to have a cardiac arrest right right so most of the people that I've worked with and clients, and they will tell me this very freely, that people that generally people that use substances don't just share. Like if I have some of this drug and I'm an addict as well, I'm not Mm going to share any with you. Like, I'm not going to shoot you up while you're unconscious or asleep to try and kill you or whatever. No, I want that drug for myself. Gotcha. You know, it's a very selfish disease. And I say that with respect in the sense that clients in recovery have told me like, Hey, when I'm using, I'm all I can think about is myself and the next time that I'm going to use. Right. And so generally when we hear these stories about, Oh, so-and-so spiked my this, or, you know, I mean, unless it's a date rape drug or something, you know, like no one's going to pour meth in your coffee or, um, did we do that episode? We did while your drug test was positive, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one's going to pour meth in your coffee. They want to use the meth for themselves. Like there's no, that doesn't happen. It just doesn't. Right. So I, so now I have to deal with this whole, thank God Jojo is not like the next of can or the, you know, healthcare surrogate. <laughs> so, I mean, apparently, you know, the family services was called. Apparently the police were called though. I didn't see anyone like up there actively investigating but I guess you know they probably just come and eyeball her and then go see Jojo I guess but the whole thing was just so odd just so odd so then of course you call the family and when you ask them like hey what are we going to do about mom they're like well you got to fix her and we're like well I don't know that we can fix her like she's got brain injuries here and she's OD'd and she was that oxygen for god knows how long like, this is not necessarily a fixable situation. I know. And so, you know, right now she's got like a couple of organs hanging in there still, but the, her heart and lungs aren't. I mean, we're supporting them and her brain's not. So you've got like kidneys and liver and what, I mean, like what the skin, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Right. Like, I mean, her heart well, is liver bad. could go soon too. Right. And like her heart is back, but she's on medication for blood pressure to keep her blood pressure up and stuff. Kidneys are probably shot. Right. So they'll go next. Uh, yeah. So it's just like, uh, yeah. So it was just, I just have never had a patient who called their family the night before and said that someone's going to kill me and then come in the next day, almost dead. I want, you know what? It almost like, I know this is going to sound crazy. But I wonder if it was like almost a hallucination, like, like, you know, like if you have a conversation with some, I don't want to call it a hallucination, but like not saying that it couldn't happen because it very well could happen. Somebody could say, I'm going to kill you and truly do it. But oh, like, 100%. If, you're high, if you're high and somebody says, 
I'm going to kill you. I mean, I've, okay. So like coming from me, I've never been high. I've been drunk, but I've never been high. Like I've never dabbled in that. So like, I can't say that like I would hallucinate and think that that's happening. Now, after a few beverages, I don't think I would think somebody's going to kill me, but I, I don't know. I think it's very different than beverages though. Um, not speaking from extreme personal experience, but um, co- experience with contacts, uh, you know, of people right. Right. going through that experience. But I mean, I don't think there's any amount of alcohol that would get me to think that, but I think other drugs are very different. Like, yeah you know so I, yeah i believe it's absolutely possible and i believe that maybe she felt sick and she was like oh my gosh maybe he's trying to kill me and maybe it was just her heart and lungs starting to fail and then she fell asleep and had a you know respiratory rest yeah cardiac rest. Had right yeah like had a episode. and that's certainly what i hope but holy crap how interesting would that be if it was like if she yeah if jojo really tried to kill her I mean, I mean, she's, I'm assu- I mean, she's intubated, right? Like she's, oh yeah. She's not telling us the story. Even if she got extubated, she's not going to even know who she is, where she is, where she came from, where she's going. She probably won't even breathe on her own again. So unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. yeah. So we'll so, never know. You'll never know yeah. what Jojo said to her. No, but maybe I should like look up Jojo's. I don't know if I have Jojo's last name. Because, I mean, that would be good to look up and see if he ever gets arrested for attempted murder. Right? I mean. I will have to say, when you said JoJo, I immediately went to that JoJo um, singer. Oh. Well, of course, the name wasn't really JoJo, but I had to use something. I know, but, like, you used something that I was like, she's going to pull JoJo. (laughs) I was going to use Bruno. I had to, I, well, I know, but like, I don't know why I pictured, so this is what I pictured as you're telling me the story, because clearly we have to be cautious with HIPAA. So when I'm visualizing this woman talking about JoJo, but I'm, ta- I'm picturing this like 18 year old teeny bopper singer with blonde hair and my little pony hair strings in her hair threatening <laughs> to kill this woman <laughs> like a knife like a like a chucky movie or something like jojo siwa meets chucky right like that so like a part of me was like oh my god like this is the visual i'm having see this is how we make stories up in our head but right but it really was an odd name like it, it, it was a very harmless name which is why I had to use a harmless name like Jojo Siwa like when I heard the story myself I was like how like who in their right mind is named this which you know in this world it could just be their street name you know I'm fully aware of this right. but it, it was just so odd the whole thing was odd the name was odd the circumstances were odd I was like I'm getting too old for this shit because I used to like you know call and ask and be like hey you know, I would call, like, when we called the family, I did not even mention JoJo or, and then, so here I am today deciding whether or not to chart this, but I can't tell, I, I didn't know how to chart this, which is why I was going to call you 
but I didn't want to call you because then I wouldn't have a good story for our podcast. <laughs> That's right. Cause you were like, Oh God, I need to call you about this, but, <laughs> but I can't because I need to tell you that is crazy though. Like, so do I even put it? In, so here, let's bring it back to social work usefulness. Right. So tell me this, if you see in like the, just the miscellaneous like notes, you know, like a free text notes that they put in the nurse documents this, which by the way, the nurse that documented this, oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk to her about it because I was like, she, God bless her. She's like, she's very good. She's very smart. She's very no nonsense. Like people will tell her stuff and she's very stoic and she's very like, okay, like whatever. And I was like, I cannot imagine like what <laughs> she did. It up. Right. Like how, like just like her face while she's like writing Jojo tried to kill me like or like what she even thought like to do like I mean the whole thing I mean she called the abuse she's like I said she's very smart she does everything right and she knows like what to to say but like I just can only imagine like what her internal like what the hell is going on here like and we joke like our joke with her is that like they'll give her some of the craziest cases because she's good right and that's always how it goes and she's always like we just look at her and we shake our heads and we're like how do you always get stuck with this and then she's like you know what I can do anything for 12 hours it's only 12 hours I can do anything for 12 hours and we're like that's such a a good outlook right it's because you know with nurses they're not she's not guaranteed to get this patient back and you know she's like then I'll have two days off and whatever right and so, you know, her mind, she's like, yeah, I can do whatever for 12 hours. It's just 12 hours. I just got to get through the next, you know, and then we're like, it's six hours. You're halfway there. Can you imagine walking into that? Oh my God. No, that's like, what I'm telling you. I'm getting too old. I like, can't do this But anymore. like a nurse, like you're just coming on and all, once again, I am not diminishing what nurses do because you guys are amazing and like, we couldn't do this job without them, right? Oh, 100%. But, like, can you imagine you're walking in as a nurse, right? And all of this is just handed to you on this silver <gasps> platter. And then you're like, because they start what? They do 6 a six, six or Yeah, seven. I think six or seven. Yeah, I mean, something so, like, ridiculous. They just handed this silver platter two hours before a social worker even hits the floor. Right. Right. So you can't even go like, Hey, call you like, Hey, what am I supposed to do with this? Right. Like a lot of times they'll just call me and say, Hey, like, I'm trying to keep this patient alive. Can you, you know, tell me what do I do with this part of it? Right. Or can you just deal with this? so I don't have to. Yeah, no, no. She is. And it, it, of course it all happened at night too. Like it wasn't when. Right. Right. Cause that's normally when it happens. Mm -hmm. Cause like that, I'm not kidding you. I can't tell you how many times I would come on the floor and they're like, I'm so glad you're here. And I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm not even <laughs> if you're so that far. glad I'm here, I better get the hell out now. <laughs> all right. It was great talking to you all. Bye. See ya. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how I would document that. So I didn't even know, like, is it, so the, the family, when I called, they never mentioned it. Right. And so, and you never questioned it, right? No, I wasn't going to ask them, Hey, did you ever find out if Jojo really killed your mom? You know, like, I mean, yeah, I just felt funny bringing it up and he didn't bring it up, but you know, sometimes if it's substance use stuff, 
you know, people get a little, um, um, you know, like hesitant to share and I get mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not at this point, I'm, I don't care what your mother did, didn't do, you know, what Jojo did, didn't, didn't do. We're just here to help her. And that's always right. my message. Like, I don't care. We're going to help you regardless. We're going to talk to you regardless. And so if you don't really want to bring it up because you don't feel comfortable and you just want to talk about the medical stuff right now, that's fine. We could always come back to this later. And if it's even an issue, like if she dies, who cares what, how it happened, right? We just need to communicate that she's dying and make sure that, you know, we do the best we can to, to respect any wishes that she was having, you know, before she died. So like, so it's not really necessary to address in my, in my, you know, note. but then I was like, but it's all over the chart. Like, yeah, but see, here's the thing. Like, so, you know, how like when you file a, um, a report to the state, right? Like you have to hear it. If you opened like the door and said, you know, Hey, here's, this is what's going on with mom. And they did not bring it up to you. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in the chart unless they said it to me because like, that's how I feel. I, I mean, didn't. Yeah. I didn't church, put it in my note at all. Cause like, I don't think I would put it in my note because to me, like it's hearsay. If I heard what, if I said it, heard it from the nurse and like, we're not, I mean, granted, we're not cops. We may play one on TV every now and then, mm-hmm. but like, you know, I'd hate to open that can of worms. And now we've got like, now we're being subpoenaed. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know right so I didn't ask about it I didn't tell about it I just I'm right there with it. your sister I wouldn't have done it yeah and if he had brought it up 100% I would have gone there I would have done whatever I could to help you know mm-hmm. but he he didn't go there and so I said well if he's not going there I'm not going there yeah well speaking of retiring because you said you know we're not ready for all of this like yeah. we're ready this to go for those retire. young whippersnapper kids yep yeah have you been seeing a lot of the retirement emails lately well look it all started with tom brady and then it just kind of spiraled out of control that tom retired <laughs> everybody's like well tom's done i'm done right if tom's so. piecing out i'm leaving we've been getting all these people retiring lately too exactly like I get it but let me tell you Tom retiring was like a heartbreaker in our house like total heartbreaker he part of the like, family part of yeah part of, he was okay so I never really was a fan of him I will say he has aged quite nicely like a fine wine because when he started out I was like I don't see the appeal I really don't see the appeal. And then he went through this like long hair phase and like he got his teeth done. And like, I still, I'm still not getting it. Like everybody called him like the sexiest man alive. And I'm like, he came, he, you know, went to Tampa and like became this big wig and like turned like basically the worst team in football into Super, Super Bowl champions yeah. in like 16 weeks. Right. And I'm like, okay, so maybe he's he a is, little magical is a little magical like on the field on the camera like quite quite attractive gentleman I must say but anyhow um you know Milton's not from the area like he was born and raised out of state and he was born to dislike the Patriots 
So, and not only that, the, well, the college, state that I was born did not like the Patriots either. No. And you two are the same breed. Mm-hmm. So, um, but um, <clears throat> he also, Milton is also a big Irish fan. So one of the rivals for Notre Dame is Michigan and Brady came from Michigan. So we've all never really appreciated him. Why? Because he was the goat, right? So anyhow, when Rex was born, we were reading this book about football and Tom Brady was on almost every page and we called him crybaby. And for the longest time, (laughs) Rex, we would say, who's this? Who's Tom Brady? And he would say, crybaby. We thought we were onto something. Oh, no, no, no. This backfired. Uh He became Tom Brady was the only quarterback he ever knew. Tom Brady was God to this kid. Like, true God. So fast forward, you know, he didn't care who he played for. You know, he he wanted a Tom Brady jersey. We got him. We surprised him with a Brady jersey. Let me tell you, I was in the grocery store on Saturday and I get a phone call as I'm at the register. And you know, that always happens. You're at the register, right? And oh um, yeah. Hey, can you pick up and this? You get the fo- right. You get this phone call and I hear this voice and it says, Hey, where are you? And I'm like, I'm in public. I'm like, I'm like at the register, like pulling up my cart. Like I'm here. And um, Milton's like, okay, call me when you get to the car. Now, I don't do well with being handed bad news. My family like always call me. I'm like, where are you? Yes. And then I tell them and then they go, call me when you get home. So I immediately thought the, the last time that my mother did that, my uncle was dead. I hate that yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly, like exactly, exactly. Like someone has died and now I'm, you're going to tell me in the parking lot of a grocery store, right? So I get all the groceries into the car and I get in the car and I start driving and I'm, I call and I'm like, hey, I'm in the car driving home, hoping that he's going to say, hey, can you swing by this other place and get something? Thank God I didn't have ice cream. <laughs> so we were watching basketball and I was like, oh, cool. Okay. He says. There's a rumor that Tom Brady's retiring and Rex is having a high school breakup (laughs) meltdown. And I said, do, do what? (laughs) My mommy heart can't handle this. And he proceeds to tell me that there was a leak that Tom Brady was retiring. Rex hears this. He is in Meltdown Central. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not far from our grocery store. I'm like, I don't know, five minutes, 10 minutes. I mean, you've kind of driven that path. And um, yeah. I said, okay. So Putin's like, handle him with, you know, Nick Gluck. I was like, how else? Like, I'm not going to come in and be like, hey, hey, your favorite quarterback, got, you know, retired. Like, I wouldn't do that. I walked in and I get the biggest alligator tears mm. mommy Tom Brady the dude is five years old and he's crying because and he's crying 
crying over a quarterback that maybe he has been able to witness some of his greatest feats, right? Like, okay. I mean, he hated football. He wasn't going to watch football again. He wasn't going to watch any anything to do with Tom Brady or football. Like, he didn't. He was meltdown. I was like, oh I'm not going to be able to handle the teen years. And if a girl breaks up with my little boy, I will kick her ass because I won't be able to pick up the pieces. <laughs> right? Like, if his heart is broken over a over a player well i mean think about it for us like do you remember when Lele, like and sync like oh. was a see see was officially like done and do you remember the day when they came back and they played on um, what was it the vmas or whatever with justin and they all came back together oh yes, oh. and i like my heart had a, i think i had palpitations i think i might have been crying yeah like yeah i get it i get it so that's how but, that's how he feels so i mean it's definitely not the same level of you know if your heart was actually broken by a girl or boy or you know significant other but yeah. but it is it is it is heartbreak i was heartbroken when in sync and and um you know broke up because think about it it's you know 2022 backstreet boys came back right they did their little nkot bsb tour which by the way was amazing if you haven't been it was amazing which by the way we need to discuss the potential of the concert is there a concert oh they're coming aren't they Mm -hmm. i'm 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 mostly in i just you need to have a sitter yeah because with farb's new schedule we're we're struggling here but yeah i get you but maybe Milton wants to have some company for the night. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, oh God, you make me laugh. But they could have like a like a good old-fashioned family Christmas with Rusty and Audrey and Rex. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. That would be I, you know, not, I have nothing against said your children by all means. I love your kids. They're great. But I also love my marriage. <laughs> so, so my husband is the same way. I mean, he loves our children and he'll do whatever for our children, but like you, I, I can't, I offered him to babysit his best friend's two children and he doesn't know it yet. So hopefully he doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, it's well, not, not, Hey, by the way, <laughs> one of his best friends. But I thought that if I told him now, he would dread it from now until the day. So I'm just going to wait until the night before and be like, by the way, um, you're his best like coworker friend. Like he's going to drop, she's going to drop off their two kids until he gets off of work and then he'll come get them for you. <laughs> um, and same thing, like they're very well-behaved children. Their mother raised them just like the same. We have very similar parenting styles, right? Like we're strict, but we're fun. We do a lot of fun stuff, but we, we have a certain level of expectation of your behavior. Um, but, you know, one of the two is always a wild child and it's just the way it is. And so, or one of the one, just depending on how many you have. But so I'm like, my wild child and her wild child and I was like oh I don't know I just I don't know this could go really bad and I was like just bring over their video games like how how bad could it be let them play video games for an hour or two and be how bad to- could it be they'll never know what's that tiktok song they'll never know oh yes I have seen it 
I've seen a couple of them, yes. I'll never know. I'll never know. Yeah, um, so I'm I'm down for a, a New Kids on the Block concert. Yeah, I um I need New Kids on the Block in my life. I saw that there were a couple of country country singers coming out. Like everybody's coming out of the woodwork now. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. I have a concert coming up too. Are you going to um, see an old American Idol? I am. <laughs> and I, you know, maybe I feel bad, but I don't because um, I just, yeah, I haven't been to a concert in like two years, two years, two and a half years probably. And hey. he's currently yeah. touring the United States and I am going to be at one of the concerts um, he's going to be in an awful lot of cities and I am, I mean, I'll wear masks. I'll show you my negative tests, whatever you need. Like I will do whatever you need me to do. I'll show you whatever you need me to show you, but I just, I have to have a concert or else my, my brain might just explode. I feel exactly the same way. Milton could care less about concerts. Me. I'm like, I love live concerts, but yep. But he is very different when it comes to music. Like there are, okay. So he has been wanting to see Guns N' Roses in concert forever. We actually got tickets to see Guns N' Roses. And what happened? A pandemic. He's um, like, it's a sign. I'm never going to see Guns N' Roses. I was like, well, I mean, in theory, you're not really seeing Guns N' Roses in their prime. Like, you know how you make fun of me when I chase around the new kids on the block? Like, you call them the old men on the block? Like, this is not Guns N' Roses. This is, like, pistols and paisies. Paisies, <laughs> like, something. I daisies don't know. They're or not something. Daisies. They're not, yeah. they're not delicate what's the Wait, what's the funeral flower? <laughs> the flower that they... <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, let, let's, let's, I mean, can Axel really hit those pitches anymore? Right. I mean, maybe if he had some, you know, medication. I mean, clearly he was medicated during most of his life as in Guns N' Roses, so it's Look, not too far fetched. We saw, um, we saw um, Billy Joel in concert right before, like a month before uh, the pandemic, and um, it was funny because I had just gotten over the flu, actually. And I still wasn't feeling good. And, uh, but I had been like, I don't know, a week out from having the flu and I didn't want to cancel. I had actually taken my parents, um, to see him. It was their Christmas gift. And so I was like, I can't cancel. I don't have the flu anymore. I'm not contagious. Like, but I just felt like garbage and, um, who knows, maybe I had, you know, what? you could have had the, you could have had COVID. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to flag our podcast. Now you said the word. I know. Oh. Uh, sorry. Maybe they'll remove us from Spotify like some other uh, content was removed. <laughs> um, anyway, so I might have had, I mean, who knows? I might have had it. There's no, no telling. But I was really miserable and just like headache and just felt like garbage and like like my ears and my throat were kind of still hurting, but I had no fever. But then like one day I would randomly spike a fever again after like being fine for a couple of days. It was so weird. Anyway, so we went to see him and I mean, he put on an amazing show. He put on an amazing show. How, I don't know how old is he? What, like 70 or something? 
Like oh, I'm going to Google it now. Maybe 60. I don't know. I, he is on my list of people I want to see. Oh, you have to go. Actually, Milton and I's song is a Billy. Oh. Let's see. How old do you think he is? I My guess was 70. 70? Okay, well, I can't guess because I know the age. So it's a guess before you Google it. I know I should have. I wasn't even thinking that he's 72, so you were pretty honest. I was close. Okay. And I feel like he told us that though at the concert. So I was cheating a little bit, although it's been two years since I saw him. Anyway, but so he So technically you were right if you said 70. Oh yeah, because he was 70 when I saw him. So look at me. Useless music knowledge. Come to me anytime. (laughs) Anytime um so anyway so he I mean he did a great job but he was like hey guys I'm not gonna sing this song because it's way too high and I can't sing that high anymore (laughs) like he was very honest and he you know he's very candid he's from up north in the northeast and he's very um you know no bullshit and um so he was like he, he would let the crowd choose songs like based on how much they cheered right and then he would you could pick like different songs that's cool and like between two songs, like he would offer you two songs or whatever. Well, then he, at that point, like he had offered like two songs or something. He's like, fuck this. I'm not, I'm not playing that one. It's too high. I can't do it. <laughs> you know, and he wasn't dancing across the stage. I mean, every now and then he would come up off his piano stool, but you know, it was definitely a different concert than when we were young. And I, I mean, I've seen him my whole life. Like my family, that's what we do. We would go see Billy Joel. So right. we've seen him multiple times. And so, um, so yeah so you know it wasn't quite the same and in between songs he had like the chloroseptic like throat spray that he kept spraying just so he didn't lose his voice he's like all the all the all the big big names apparently they recommended this because I was just getting over something but I didn't want to cancel the concert but my voice is a little not you know what it what it used to be when I was sick and both I mean it was just he probably had the same uh bug that I had yeah, it probably had the, the bug you did. Yeah. So it was just, I mean, it was hysterical. Like, I just, yeah. Uh, it was just funny. Like, yeah. So it's definitely not right. It's You're not seeing Guns N' Roses. You're seeing, like, uh, 22s and, and lilies or something. <laughs> I, I guess, oh But you know what? It's like one of these. So we have been together for 19 years, right? So like in of those 19 years, we've been to a Black Keys concert because that's one that he wishes. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wait, what was the first one? The Black Keys. I don't think I've ever heard of them. Black Keys? Yeah, the Black Keys. Um, you would know them. Um, I can't think of the song. Um, they had a very interesting opening act, which I'll never, I can't think of her name now, but it was very interesting. Um, but those are the only concerts that he's ever said I want to go to. Now, right. I have dragged him because our group of friends wanted to go see like the, um, one of those, you know, big tickets for country concerts. Oh, yes. So he has been dragged to a country concert. And that was like legit because our friends wanted to go. Right, and you weren't going to go by yourself if everybody else is. Right, and I I was good with going, but 
yeah, those are the those are the concerts that he would go to. So I took my husband to his first concert when he was twenty. Do you know what his first concert was? No. It was NSYNC. <laughs> no way! <laughs> okay, please tell me he wanted to see them. No! <laughs> no, and so me and my best friend from high school, you know, we stayed friends in college, and we were like, what, three years into college or whatever, right? And they came back. It was their last tour. I'm so glad we went. Like it was literally the last time that they toured together. And it was my birthday week. Was that the no strings attached? Or was celebrity, that the- celebrity. Celebrity, yeah. Yeah, celebrity tour. And so they were coming to a city near us, but not like our city. And it was my birthday week. And that oh no, no, I lied. It was his birthday. I took him to an NSYNC concert. That's how much, that's when I knew that he was marriage material. Okay. And so she, so she brought her boyfriend and, you know, this is back when we were young. And so these boys, you know, they just, they had a plan for the end of the night and they were willing to, you know, (laughs) endure a little bit up at an NSYNC. Exactly. 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 (laughs) She may visualize Justin Timberlake. Exactly. So, you know, that was when boys still were willing to make sacrifices like that for, you know, a fun right. night out. And um, so, yeah, so we went to an, to an NSYNC concert for his first concert ever. He had never been to a concert growing up with his parents, nothing. But he liked hip hop. You know, we like old school hip hop. And I mean, it's old school now, but I'm not talking. It's old school to young people that are listening, but not old school to us old farts, um, us geriatric millennials. Um can I just tell you that that I'm so like it's my favorite thing is that I'm a geriatric millennial that's like my favorite uh, yeah phrase. well anyway so I, we right uh, there with you so we uh so we go and luckily um before I don't know what his name was maybe it was Diddy at the time the artist formerly known as Puff Daddy was actually the opening act oh Sean Puffy Combs yes yes but I don't know what he goes by Diddy P Diddy Puff Daddy I don't know I don't know. he went by so many names I think he still doesn't know who his identity right that's is. what I, so he's like Prince like the artist formerly known as something right. so maybe rest in peace yes oh that's another one I wish I had seen in concert anyway so so he got to see P Diddy open for them and he got some good hip-hop in I mean that was you know P Diddy had some good hits like it was not a a waste but it was so funny so the radio station that was hosting the um conference the concert Uh actually handed out hold on let me see I might actually have it hold on they actually handed out a little souvenir as you were leaving that was so accurate I'm gonna see if I have it in my drawer oh oh maybe I'm gonna wreck my whole desk finding it here hold on Because this poor guy on his birthday endured an NSYNC concert with like people he had never met before either, by the way, like my high school friends, like that he had never um, seen. By the way, to this day, she's still one of his favorite friends that I had though. So I was like, well, I guess it went well. I thought I was his favorite. Oh, you might be his his favorite social work friend. (laughs) Hold on. I I have this little drawer where I keep like like trinkets of 
of stuff throughout the years. Oh, Momentous. you know what I look, you know what I do have in here though? Look at this. OMG, you have a button. I have a, Is that have AJ? A, that's an AJ button. Wait, hold on. I got more. I got more. Hold on. Hold on. I was never a Backstreet fan. Me either, but I mean, they were a boy band and they could sing and they dance. They were a boy band and you just kind of went with it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of just, I mean, I wasn't going to, oh, look at this one. Oh, here we go. That was the hot. Okay. Stuff. There you go. <laughs> so currently I'm pulling out um, buttons with, oh God, this one was not my jam, but apparently I saved his button. Oh, no. Of all of the members of Backstreet Boys here. Uh, oh, wait, 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 one more. Oh, this guy was gross. Although I think he's actually aged better. Yeah, I think he has aged better. I don't remember. I don't know. The only one I know in, in um, Backstreet is Nick. Yes. Howie D has definitely aged better than, um, than uh, like, I think he looks better now than he did then. I mean, AJ was always hot. Um, Nick looked better back then. He definitely does not look better now. That was not. No. And his brother looks terrible too. Yes. If you're listening, Backstreet Boys, sorry, we're in sync. Look what, look at look at what I found. This is like a classic 1990s. Oh yes, that is classic. Yeah. Background. And I think there's like an angel pin on my Peter Pan collar. Oh, you're, yes, you're right. And your necklace? My that's a cross, of course. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, this is some quality. This is how long. Oh, here I have something that our listeners won't be able to see, but you'll enjoy it. Oh my god! What, what does it say? It has our names on it. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So I don't, I don't. Okay, I don't where would you get something like that? I'm sure it was Etsy. It was a gift. I did. I'm the receiver of the gift, not the giver of the gift. Man, well, I was for sure that I had this, but they gave out stickers at the end of the con concert that said, "I survived the NSYNC concert," and like there was nothing more appropriate for my poor husband slash boyfriend at the time than a sticker that said that he survived this damn. Concert. So there was a concert that the radio station put on around here, and I too am a fan of hip hop, old school hip hop. This new stuff kids don't understand. Yeah, oh yeah, they'll never understand. Here, how about this for you millennials? True hip hop is what'll be at the halftime show. I was just gonna bring that up. I just googled the halftime show for, uh, thing because I was like, you know what? I haven't been to a concert, you know, like that since I was in college. <laughs> Yeah. So we went and um, I had tickets and my friend last minute pulled out and I was like, oh man, I really want to go. And I had gone like every year and I was like, I want to go so bad. And um, Milton was young in love and decided that he would take my place. And um, I think we both walked out with a contact high. Oh, for sure. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've been to one of them as well, like a, like a series concert, right? Like a, yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, um, we had a blast and he saw Bone Thugs and Harmony. Nice. Nice. <laughs> but I do have, I don't have a concert that somebody witnessed something, um, uh, like, like far, you know, 
conservative yeah. love by going to NSYNC. But I will say this. So I wanted to go to Coldplay and they were coming and I like I love Coldplay. Like they're coming again and yeah. I need to see them. And but anyhow, we bought tickets and they canceled the concert. They canceled the whole series. This was back mm. like years ago. Like I want to say like 2012. I'm just gonna go with it because I think it was around that time. So in place of my favorite play um, that I had been, I shouldn't say favorite play, but I really wanted to see it. I had not seen Wicked yet, was coming. And Milton bought tickets. And he's like, I bought tickets in place of Coldplay because I know you were going to be disappointed, um, but it's on a Sunday night. And I'm like, that's okay. Like, I mean, you know, we can go out to dinner and then come home or whatever. We were married at the time, so it didn't really matter. right? Right. So... He calls me the next day after telling me, because now I'm like super excited that I'm going to go finally see Wicked. We got like seats super close to the stage where I could like touch the, you know, performers. And they were the actual Broadway performers. So he's telling everybody at work and his one buddy, may he rest in peace because he is deceased, Mm -hmm. says, wow you are a really great husband. Do you realize you bought tickets to a play the night of the Super Bowl? (gasps) No. (laughs) He obviously did not realize this. He did not realize it. And so he called me and he knew I was so like, so stoked. We We went, we went. But I will say during intermission, (laughs) <laughs> and all the time he, was he legit was watching his phone <laughs> oh my god oh my god that's a good husband I'm like and he I'm not kidding you his department this one guy that passed away was he was the person he I would love to be him when I'm older um, just because he would go to like all the concerts, he'd go to all these sporting events. Like oh, he nice. played softball. He played like I mean he was very very active. He was very young. He had, he ended up dying of cancer. Oh. But um, you know it was it was this thing where he like all of the guys with the exception of like three of them followed sports, right. college, professional, anything like talk sports. And that's pretty much it. So as soon as the department got wind that he was not going to see the Super Bowl, <laughs> he he got ragged on for weeks. I can only imagine. Because it's locker humor. His team. Oh, yeah. Knew, I, I don't want to say that his team now isn't that much locker room humor, but this team that he was with at that time, um, cause he's been with the same team since, but <clears throat> I say team, but department, um, right. literally is that, oh my God. Yeah. So every year the Super Bowl comes around, it, it, he is reminded <laughs> of the year, of the year that he missed it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. So. Maybe our listeners will have a fun story to share 
Yes, tell us your first concert experience or when you dragged your um, significant other to their first concert experience. <laughs> or even a play. Yes, During the or, most important day of the year. Or a play in the middle of the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, man. I just so love I'm, how oblivious okay. they are. Oh, yeah. Like, and you know what's funny? Since then, every time we plan something, it's like we have to check every calendar. <laughs> of course. Well, right. We're not we're... making this mistake again. Yeah. Right. Like, you're certainly we're, not. Right. We're, we're not going to screw up Super Bowl. Again. So. That's funny. But anyhow. So, yeah. So, speaking of um, of retirement. So, we've had coworkers retire. We've had... Uh, the goat for football retire we had tom our goat retire um and do you ever do you ever read these retirement announcements oh some of them are like so winded i i read the first three paragraphs i'm like okay bye i know like, right and some of them are like i don't even know you why are they announcing your retirement like i don't like just tell my department when i leave don't announce my retirement to the whole place like just tell my department and and or my team or whatever right like I have literally read one and I'm like, they had a department for this. <laughs> <laughs> like, please just. God. Yeah. The retirements and the bereavements, they're rough to read. <laughs> oh. And, you know, I do get a little bit of the bereavement because like people like you and I, we've worked all over the place. And so, mm-hmm. you know how many people we know that work, you know, technically work for our company, but we don't you know, know them well, because we don't work with them anymore, you know, or we might've just seen them passing through. So like, I kind of understand those. Like I kind of do. And, and I've utilized the bereavement one before and I got a lot of nice notes and, and, you know, messages and people checking on me that I'd worked with years ago or who had, I had heard my story, but didn't know the ending, you know? So like, I get, you know, I get the point of it, but yeah, I agree. It's not, um, it's not completely necessary for every single, um, yeah, bit of information. But so lately, the retirement emails at the bottom have been saying, um, normally it would say like, so-and-so will be celebrated. Please join us in this cafeteria or in the classroom or the auditorium, right? Now it says you can send a note of congratulations to John Smith at johnsmith at company.org. Well, when they quit, they shut down your freaking email. So what am I going to do? Write John Smith an email and say, congratulations, you leave in like two days, you retire in two days, and they're going to shut down your email and you're never going to remember this again. And who the hell is going to have time to save like 22 congratulations email? I don't know. It just seemed really odd to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what is funny is when they like retire and they've only been with the organization for like five years. Right. Like, is that really like, a retirement? Is that real? Are you really retiring? You're just decided that you were going to quit whatever you're doing and just do whatever you want to do now. It's kind of like Tom like, Brady. I mean, did he really retire? I mean, he's only been with Tampa for what, two years? Two well, years. I did see, so I did see, um, and I don't know if it's real or not. But I did see, because now all the memes are coming out, you know, oh, and, yeah. and I enjoy sports. So like I do follow like on social media, like I follow him, but 
um, there was a, a, a picture leaked of him being hockey dad. <laughs> like he's car- his son's going to hockey practice and he's carrying all the hockey The bags. <laughs> That's and his new like, job. You went from being the goat to your kid's bitch in yep. a minute. <laughs> yeah. But I I will say there was a rumor in his defense, there was a rumor that if he stayed for until Friday, I think he got like an additional $15 million. But he he retired. Yeah, but he retired that. Now that's a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not. Only he knows. But he's not the breadwinner. His wife is like like well, right. known when you're, all when over you're the world married like, to a freaking supermodel right right and she's the breadwinner so it's like nobody cares about tom in any country but the united states, united states. <laughs> right she's like an international star she's on the cover of magazines like all over the place where he might just be on the front of cover of well now time magazine or whatever you know yeah but not before not before Right, he was just on the football. Homeboy had uh, no uh, strings until. Yeah. Oh, man. Right now, because he's retiring, it'll be, you know, much more of a thing, but it's not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, we will have to um, see if we can find anybody else that retires between now and our next episode. You never know. Well, I'm, I'm sure between your emails and my emails, we'll find somebody. At least one more. At least. Maybe maybe more than that, too. You never know. We didn't even give Ben Roethlisberger a retirement shout out. He retired, too. Did he really? Mm-hmm. See, so, you know, I kind of stopped paying attention to, to football, to, to pro football the past couple of years. But I did like when I was when I was doing like fantasy football league and stuff. Let's see, that was probably seven, eight years ago. And so all these people that I did know, like like Ben and Tom, they're all retiring now. Because <laughs> we're old. Because we're old. I know. That's just what it means. We're just continuing to get old, and we're trying one day at a time to uh, to stop. One it, day but... that retirement email is gonna say my name. Woo woo! And like say my name. <laughs> in like eighty four years. Are you preparing for the halftime show? Yes. No, that's Destiny Child, isn't it? Well, I know it is. I'm just saying. Mary J. But that's in the same. um, In the same realm. Time frame. I was not saying that that's who was playing. I was just saying like that's the same, uh, you know, era that we. uh, Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to us ramble. We are we've been catching up. We haven't had a. a lot of time to catch up so we were chatting with each other but also chatting with you so that was fun um definitely send us your uh weirdest retirement announcement and um the weirdest piece of jewelry you've ever had on a client or a patient and um especially when they don't mention it yeah and new names for the goat new names for the goat for the goat 2.0 i'm telling you we not we need to find a different also if you have a different animal that screams yeah, or that we'll have to find the like like what did we suggest you suggested to me earlier screaming pig yes um but it's hard to find these things yeah so if anybody has a screaming animal that you think would be perfect for our podcast shout us out yes let us know 
Yes, because we're we're currently on the hunt for a um, a replacement for Tom. Yeah. Tom needs to be replaced. I have a rubber chicken, but it's just not the same. No, rubber chicken. Yeah, rubber chicken's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can throw a chicken. You can choke a chicken. You can't, you know. Although, you know what? I feel like Hey Hey should be our new um, mascot. Hey Hey is from Moana, right? Yes. I haven't seen Moana in a minute. Oh, Hey Hey is my favorite. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's my favorite. We should have Hey Hey. But he doesn't really make sounds. He just pecks at the ground and walks in circles. But Yeah, we need something that makes sounds. Yeah. To annoy our family. (laughs) All right, guys. Until next time, have a great night and be safe and have fun and don't get in too much trouble and don't say anything at work that we wouldn't say. Yeah. Truth. See you later, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye, Tom. Happy retirement. (laughs) Cheers. You don't have to be a social worker or medical helping professional to enjoy this conversation. Anyone from any walk of life can tune in. Do you have a funny story about your work as a helping professional? Email us at socialworkerwinetime at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at socialworkerwinetime. The H is optional, like in our logo, because we might be drinking wine, but it's not optional in our email address and on our Instagram. Come and tell us your story. We may share your story on our next podcast. That's all for now. We're going to go dance it out like Meredith and Christina. Cheers. Cheers.